Are we getting any traction with Arctic El Nino? Uh, a little. I have yet to have a real investor reach out, though, to ask or to inquire to see any type of business model. I have uh, put together a full slideshow for any okay. presentation nice. that, that we might have. So, yeah, Arctic El Nino, the company that uh, Colby and I started. Scott, you're getting in on this as well. Don't, don't, don't you worry. Because we're going to need all the help that we can get. And probably access to your bank account as well, if I'm just being honest. Well, so then we're in trouble. <laughs> which is why we're taking on investors as we speak. All three of us can roll out on Shark Tank and see how that goes. So, I mean, <laughs> and you know we had this problem right at the end of the show yesterday if uh i remember correctly where we just needed like 60 more seconds and we're going to make it all the way through i'm telling you the winter months here with the internet connections it is a crapshoot and the wind too on so. a daily basis yeah i don't know what the wind is like today there in uh lovely i'm not going to give away his direct location but in the admin area i don't know what the wind is like today but typically when it's uh elevated we have an issue or two with the connection that that colby has but yes if you were not listening yesterday arctic el nino is our company that we have started here to which it's basically like a delivery system and service for you during inclement weather here in the state of oklahoma so if you need bread milk uh toilet paper any uh, toiletries, eggs. maybe some, e you know, though, like eggs. Mm. We need to draw a line somewhere. You know, maybe maybe we should just get really good at delivering like three things, and then we can start to branch out a little bit further. Because that's the first mistake that that people make when they yeah, go on the, Shark Tank. Yeah, but the eggs and the milk are they're you know they're right next to each other at the store, so they are. They are, but it it also requires extra. They don't travel well. Soft things to protect them. <laughs> I just want to roll into Shark Tank and be like, "Here's what we're doing. Here's the three things." And I don't want to start going down a path where they're like, "Well, wait a minute, you're not focusing on just the one thing that you came in here originally. You're you're all over the place." Like, well, welcome to Arctic El Nino, where our slogan is, "We are all over the place, literally." So, yeah. <laughs> See, I just came up with a slogan for the company. We're, we're good to go. I like it. I like it. What are your, what are your Arctic El Nino go-tos? Because we, we saw on the news today that power outages are, are possible. What? With the cold front that is moving in, yeah. They, is it just because of the rain then freezing? Is that what they're worried about? Yeah. I or is this so. going to be like a I Texas so. situation? Well, let's hope it's not the Texas situation. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope that's not the case either. Uh, I don't even know if we really have any like real go-tos. You were talking yesterday about chili. No, I don't. I, I, there's not anything one if it if it gets made it has to come from me because i'm the only one that cooks anything in the house i feel like i can say <laughs> i can say that safely right now considering the time of day that we're at and she knows that too but yeah there's i, I we do not have a list of this is what we do during cold weather in terms of food okay fair enough i just know that it's going to be a pain I mean, maybe at some point we get a sponsorship for the company with the Pop-Tart Bowl. 
And then we can deliver pop tarts as well. I'd, yeah, because you know you you could eat those cold. Yeah, you could throw them outside, Toasted, let them freeze. Did matter. you have you guys tried right. them in the freezer yet? That's right, like I told you. No, freeze no. your pop tarts. It's quality. I'm a, I'm a big Reese's fan in the in the freezer though. Yeah, my wife puts all kinds of candy in the freezer. Like eh. Reese's or but the peanut butter cups are fine. But when you start going like Snickers, like that's a bit too far. Like this is not a place for candy. <laughs> who wants to eat a Snickers when it breaks your tooth off? You're, you're trying to just get a nice hunk? Like, no, stop putting candy in here. I want my chocolate to melt, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're not preserving it. Like, because even if you forget about it, like, it's far better off on the counter if you forget about it than it is in the freezer. Agreed. What is it about the the peanut butter cups in the freezer that you like, Scott? I don't just the cold chocolate and it's got a nice the, bite to it, like a crisp, like when it breaks off. Yeah, that first you one you're like dunking right, in some yeah. milk. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't get too hard. <laughs> Boy, ain't that the truth? You could say there's no nuts in it. <laughs> it's just the nougat is delicious. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm I'm pulling the reins back on myself right now. Exactly. Everything that's entering my mind, I'm like, yeah, you probably shouldn't say that. No, you probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, well, listen, we're an open book here, or at least I am. Uh-oh, Scott, evidently see something. Do we have some breaking news, Scott? <sighs> I'm, I'm going to push the button. Breaking news. Breaking news right now so, on the Blitz 1170. So Chris Lowe from ESPN is reporting that Nick Saban is retiring. And I think this is legit. I don't think this is a, a bogus account. Whoa. Bill Belichick, next head coach of Alabama. Okay, so might I turn your attention so he, he, he's tweeted twice in the last three minutes. He retweeted, uh, Nick Saban is retiring, sources tell ESPN. And then he just tweeted a minute ago, Saban just informed his team that he's retiring. All right, so go pull up right now, message boards genius. Pull it up. The, the Twitter account that you either love or hate. They posted earlier today from one of the Auburn boards about how some rando on the Auburn board, Auburn board had had thrown up there, hey, Nick Saban has a team meeting this afternoon at 4 o'clock where he's going to announce his retirement. And everyone's like, ha, 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 yeah, sure, doing the general message board genius thing that we always do. And I'll be damned if we didn't have a Rep Bomar situation on the Auburn boards. Nick Saban retiring, wow. Yeah, here it is. It was posted uh, four hours ago. That's right. Rumor is that Saban has called a mandatory team meeting this afternoon at a four. Could it be a possible retirement announcement? How about that? And I'm assuming this is legit because this looks like Chris a, Lowe is not going to. Uh, but I mean, yeah. it's it's a legit Chris Lowe account is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Whether his information is right or not could be debated. But yeah, that is the Chris Lowe. I think that's one of those, though, that you, you better have about you better be right. 15 <laughs> different confirmations on that. I mean, Holy you cow, might even man. have to go to Eli Gold to get like confirmation on that one. 
You know what the crazy thing is? As soon as Scott read that, in my mind, the first thought was, there's a portion of the Alabama fan base that's celebrating right now. Of course there are. Because they think he's lost it, right? Because it's the first time in his entire tenure at Alabama where they've gone three years without winning a title. On three and Yahoo are also now reporting it as well. My God. So who's next in line for that monster? Is it Dabo? I mean, that's always been the rumor, right? Played at Alabama? I mean, for the period that Saban had Alabama rocking, he was the only one that came close. Would Kirby Smart? I mean, I, I can't imagine Kirby Smart leaving Georgia. <laughs> leaving Georgia? You want to talk Georgia. about you, Georgia's just going up in flames. Right. There might be a civil war breakout between those two states <laughs> if that happened. I, I'm trying to think of what a short list would even look like. Do you call Bill Belichick? I, I mean, surely I, Bill doesn't want to go to the. Do you call team. Sark? That's the. You call Pete Carroll. <laughs> Bring Pete back. To... <laughs> hey, that's Pete? a that's a job, and there are only a handful of these in the college ranks that you say that it has been built to a point and established enough where I think you have carte blanche to call anyone and everyone, right? Yes. I mean, there are a handful of jobs in the oh, NFL. Yeah that you just automatically say, okay, yeah, so-and-so would take that gig. There's a very limited number in college that you do that for. And Bama is clearly one of those. If not, maybe you could make the argument, maybe the only one that you do that for. Would they call Urban Meyer? There's not a chance in hell that they would do that. I, I wouldn't think. Well, I don't know. Given the news cycle for the last two years of everything that's gone down in Alabama, hell, he might fit in down there. <laughs> you know, random guns with the basketball team and and everything else. It has to be one. Well, uh, you, how do you even go in there with a job like that and try to replace Nick Saban? Yeah, I mean, that that list can't be long in terms of even names that that pass the first test of, like, is this guy big enough for this job? No doubt. Like, your list is short out of the gate just simply from asking that question. Sark's a good one, as Scott said. Well, Sark was always, from what I understand... It, there was, I, I know a guy that used to work at Jocks in uh, Birmingham. He doesn't work there anymore. But his whole point to when Sark got the gig was there were many people that will tell you in Alabama that it was a fact that they, that Saban had started the conversations that Sark was going to be the one that was anointed whenever he decided to go. And that they had worked that out. But the Texas job was one of those that Sark didn't think that he would have the opportunity 
to do that. And also, Saban could never really guarantee him exactly when he was going to to let it go. And the opportunity for Texas was so massive that Sark was just like, I'm sorry, I can't I can't not take this. Yeah. Would Lane Kiffin make the list? You think Lane is a wild ass now? Could you imagine Lane at that at that place? I don't think that he's honestly won enough at a high enough level for them to be able to accept that. That's probably right. Which, again, is the first, like I said, the, the, your starting point is such a small list to me. Very, very interesting. You, and I'm not position. saying that he's a candidate, so don't. I'm just using this name as an example of, to your point of what your starting point is in terms of success level. It is a Bob Stoops s name. That is your starting point. Right. And if it's not somebody like Sark has the tie there. He does. So that that maybe makes up for not quite being maybe at that level, but there aren't many people that are maybe a level or so below that have a tie. To, to, you know, finagle their way into that room of candidates. Yeah, and it's that, that's, that's one of those that I think has the ability when Saban retires to send not just ripples across the college football landscape. I mean, this has the opportunity to be a massive earthquake. Depending on who's next in line to take that job, if it's somebody that's not in-house. And off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone that is, that's in-house right now that has been kind of anointed the next great one. Well, they just hired new offensive and defensive coordinators, right? They did. They just brought in Tommy Reese from Notre Dame. And I forget who their D.C. was, but they had lost, what was his name, Golding? Yes. Who had been, who had been there went, for a, he a went while. To, he went to Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah. So they don't even have coordinators in place. Kevin Steele is their defensive coordinator. Kevin Steele. Oh God. Yeah, so they don't even have coordinators in place that you would think would be the type of guys you would promote from within. I mean, any head coach now that's in the college game picks up the phone and and any agent picks up the phone and would consider and honor for a place like that, which again, depending on who leaves, then the, the the massive, you know, shock waves continue then to fill that spot. And what if Texas comes open like year one now, just throwing it out there as an example, year one in the sec, like you are now going in without the guy that helped get your program. I don't want to say back, but back into the, college football playoff or into the college football playoff for the first time you've got all of this momentum and then it just goes away like that do you take that job if you're sark if it's offered yes i think i do i don't know man but that's a, he's in an interesting I, position I, he is he's in a really good spot and like i said do you want to be that guy that's there the guy that follows mm-hmm. the legend that has a freaking statue outside that just that just went on a run that we may never see in sports, especially college football, ever again. 
And it, look, I, I, Alabama still got a ton of good players, but you can make the argument right now, and I think it was shown. I mean, they played each other last year. Texas won. I think the Texas roster is more talented than the Alabama roster right now. And you're having to move and start over with all the little details that you want to put in place. And you're following Nick Saban, so any dip at all, and immediately the fan base wants you out. If you're Sark, do you take Arch with you to Bama? I don't know. I don't know that I would take. I mean, I, I think that's clearly a better gig. But with these everything circumstances, else that comes with it, I don't know that I would. I would make that move right now. Remember the dumb line that everyone was throwing out when the first rumblings about Nick Saban, like a few years ago. And by the way, like my tweet said earlier, like we knew that this was getting closer. I don't think any of us expected it to be this off season in which Nick said goodbye. And I think more than anything, it's kind of it's it's a little sad from a selfish perspective that we finally get one of our state schools into the SEC and then Nick's not going to be there anymore, right? Right. Is that kind of like yeah. it takes a little bit out of it that it's not going to be Nick Saban leading Alabama into Norman next year. That kind of no sucks. Doubt. No doubt. It it sucks from a very selfish standpoint. And good for Nick to get to this point to be able to do it and go spend the rest of his life with Miss Terry at the lake. But man, oh man. When OU played Alabama in the semifinal, on media day, I mean, there was probably like a two-hour period where I just stood and listened to Nick Saban answer questions. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you? Like, Nick, I mean, it's just like, holy cow. Nick has the ability, the same way that Bill Belichick does, if it's a good question and a thoughtful question, and we've we've all seen the transcripts of and the tweets when someone's like, you know, someone asked Bill today and he went on like a four- or five-minute answer. Like, Saban's the same way. I had this conversation with Jerry, with Big O, a few months ago. And I had sent him something that that Nick had said. And I think Jerry's text back to me was, he's like, you know, people that I know that have been around Nick say that Nick outside of the building is awesome and is a cool hang. He was like, I bet you Nick is a whole hell of a lot of fun outside of the building. I bet he is. I bet he's awesome to be around. Well, he's even softened, I think, the last so much year or so to the media. But yeah, I remember I asked him a question that that year, something about I don't remember the question exactly. It was Tua and Jalen Hurts related because Hurts was obviously uh, there, and you know, but it was it, Tua was Whew. was the guy. All right. So, do you want this tweet from Brett McMurphy? Yeah, let's hear it. Alabama's Nick Saban's retiring, sources told Action Network, first reported by, um, is it, yeah, it's Chris Lowe from ESPN. Oregon's Dan Landing is expected to be the top target to replace Saban, sources told Action Network. Holy cow. My God. So did he turn down A&M because he knew Alabama was opening up? Dan Lanning, which makes a lot of sense considering the ties that they've had. That's one that I didn't think of off the top of my head, but man, oh man. Wow. Interesting. Dan freaking Lanning. Timing's everything, man. And, and what a if you're Chris Lowe today, you gotta feel like that you just got the scoop of the last well, that's the biggest scoop since Brett Zwerman got OU Tech or Texas and OU in the SEC, right? 
This is probably like one of the biggest scoop as far as breaking news that we've had in a while. Remember when Bob retired out of nowhere in the middle of the summer? So did I ever tell you that story about Bob so. about Bob's retirement? So this was before the spring game happened that year. My boss at the time, former OU football player, whose daughter is best friends with Bob Stoops' daughter, best friends, would stay at the Stoops' house all the time, would, when they would fly on the jet, like when Bob's wife and family would fly to games, like she would go with them. That's how close that they were. So about two weeks before Bob retired, uh, my boss was like, I don't know what we can really do with this. He goes, but um, my daughter got a call from Bob's daughter, and she was in she was upset and was talking about that her dad was going to call it a, a career, that Bob was going to retire. And it was supposed to happen on the date or around the date of the spring football game that year. And I was like, can we run with this? Can we run with this? Like, this is, this is massive. Like, where, what's your level of, of faith in this? He's like, listen, he goes, that is her best friend. And her best friend is not going to lie to her about anything like this at all. He was like, I would, I would hold off. Right. And it got to spring football. And that's also the same date when they honored uh, Merv, Merv Johnson. And I don't know what happened with the announcement around the spring game. And if Bob had didn't want to take anything away from Merv and how they were celebrating him. But it just kind of sat there for a little while. And then what that summer is when that decision came down. But like, I, I was told that by someone that was that was close to Bob and whose daughter was best friends with Bob's daughter that he was he was going to retire and then when it didn't happen in spring game I was like all right well you know maybe had a change of heart or whatever but but yeah like it, even though wow. it came out of nowhere it was like a two week span right before the spring game where I was like I really want to run with this and boy would I have taken a beating <laughs> if I ran with that and then it didn't happen until summer and I had to been like see see told you told you but yeah, that had been in the works for a little bit before it actually happened okay. for, for like a, a few months or so. My interesting story with that was Robert Allen called me that morning and said, have you heard anything about Bob Stoops today? And I said, no. What are you talking about? And he said, well, I just, I've heard some rumors that uh, he's going to step down. And I thought he was crazy. Like, mm -hmm. that's just message board BS, like. You know how many times has there been a Bob Stoops to Notre Dame or Bob Stoops to Florida State or all the time. Bob Stoops to the NFL or Bob Stoops retire? Like, you know, most ninety nine point nine percent of it is all just completely. Be so I was just like, no, no, I haven't heard anything. And he's like, I'm telling you, I, I'm. This is uh, from a more reputable source than you would think. And I, so I thought, okay, well, I'll I'll look into it. And I I made calls and checked around, and I was I was doing OU pre and post games on the flagship at that point and I couldn't get anybody to tell me anything about like everybody acted as as dumbfounded by the question as I was and then during my show that day the news drops I was like holy cow yeah unbelievable unbelievable and I can't wait to see what if there were any rumblings of things behind the scenes with Nick it's also kind of odd that of all people, it was Harbaugh that ended <laughs> Nick Saban. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, gosh. Well, if you take Brett McMurphy at his report, Dan Lanning is the leader in the clubhouse right now to potentially take over. Man, imagine if you're Oregon, got out of the Pac-12, got out momentum, you're going to be probably the best team in the Northwest because Washington has to undergo complete rebuild next year, moving into the Big Ten, and now you lose your dude. After dodging the A&M bullet? Yeah, exactly. Wow. But the A&M job, albeit a good one, it ain't Alabama. No. And the, and the ball's on landing to walk in there like you're the big you-know-what swinging you-know-what in the cracker factory. Well, like, for him, yeah. that's it's perfect, right? That's yeah. his. That's, you take that in a, in a second. That's basically going back home. And and you haven't done enough yet to even I think question whether you want to be the guy to follow Saban or I mean you just yes done deal I'm in yes. Imagine going from being a GA at Bama in 2015 to head coach there in less than ten years. While that's going on. It's wild. The ascension from from Dan. <laughs> I wonder how much Saban has to say about the successor. I th- would think that Nick Saban can probably, <laughs> I don't say handpick someone, but and unless Nick is the type who's just like, listen, I'm done. That's on you guys here. But man, if you got a statue, isn't that very difficult to just completely let go? Yeah, I think given, I mean, there's never been anything like this in college football. No, there hasn't. Right. This era that Nick Saban had. And yeah, I mean, I, I think you would probably want some sort of say as to where that baton is passed to take over this machine that w- that was built that we've never seen before in the history of college football. Mm. Uh, Pete Thamel says that not only is Dan Lanning, but here's just a quick few names. Lanning, Kalen DeBoer, Dabo, James Franklin. No, they're not hiring get, James Get out of here. Mike Norvell. I would be, be shocked if they hired Mike Norvell. And Marcus Freeman. And they're not hiring Marcus Freeman. What? Where, no Dion on that list? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I even question Kalen DeBoer, but... Not that he's a good coach. I'm so, I just I question whether that's a realistic target for them. Yeah, Dan Lanning's name with his success level of... The places that he's been, that he's GA'd at, including right. Alabama, but but to then go do it at, at lower level at Memphis before you go to Georgia and then do the job so far that he's done at Oregon is, um, it makes a ton of sense, man. And Dabo's the, you know, the obvious, he's going to be on every list that people put out. Boy, the, an- the annoyance level of Dabo, though. <laughs> I mean, if this were two years ago, it, it's not even a question that you hire Dabo, right? If, yes, like, it's th- not. This is why timing is everything. Yeah. I mean, some of the Dabo shine has has worn down over the last two seasons. Yeah, I mean, maybe Dabo thinks that he's done enough of spreading the good word of the good book where he's at, and he needs to go spread that same word there in the South.
Well, remember that that coach's show where the caller had called in and, and got after him a little bit? And he, I mean, he kind of threw it out there like, I, I'll leave. Like, I, he's like, I don't have to deal with it. Like, he even, the way that he said it to me was in such a way where I just got the impression, like, he's fed up. I, I think he would entertain the idea of, like, an Alabama So if you're just joining us, Nick Saban has announced that he is, well, he hasn't, but ESPN and On3 and others are reporting that Nick Saban is going to retire, that he told his team around 4 o'clock this afternoon. Here's a few tweets. Uh, Blaze and KC, quote, we would like to offer Nick Saban $110 billion, signed Texas A&M. <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, imagine Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, like Eli Letterman tweeted, leaving coaching in the same week. Did you ever watch that show that they did together where it was just them sitting down and talking? I didn't. It was fantastic. I, I meant to watch it. And it's I, I think so like You I need to go back and, and do it. it. It's great. It's absolutely great. Uh, Matt Miller, NFL Draft Scout, tweeted this. Alabama head coaching opening is the best job open since... Ohio State? That's probably a good guess. And then some, you know, claiming that that is not a good job. So What? <laughs> I mean, you can <laughs> make the argument it's the best you, you could, coaching job in the country. But there's so many other things that go along with it in, well, in, sure. again, in, in the timing of that. It's, yeah. It's it's wild to think that one of the greatest runs in the history of college football is now over. I don't think it's one of the greatest. It's I, the I, greatest. I think it is the greatest run in college football history without anything being a close second. Dude, could you imagine Mike Vrabel in Bama? Like Vrabel left that, Ohio State. That 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 fits. I mean, the personality type I think fits. If Vrabel could get a a legit OC to go with him. I mean, Vrabel at Bama is to me is like the mentality of King Kong walking in there. Like I, I like Vrabel a lot. I like his personality and you can't tell me that they would have any sense of like toughness factor, go out the window with it, with hiring that dude. I, I they might feel run like the I Oklahoma remember... drill in spring football for crying yes. out loud. I think he would be great. I feel like I remember, there being reports that he didn't want to deal with recruiting. And I don't all blame that, him. And he wants to stay in the league. I, I like, don't. I don't blame him. Ago, but yeah. But that's at least w one of the college jobs, though. Like we were mentioning, that you could potentially be intrigued by, even if you didn't want to go back to school. Right. Yeah, I mean, like Alabama is better than. What would you say? Two thirds of the NFL jobs. Easily. Easily. Like, would you rather be the head coach at Alabama or the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? I don't even Anyone? think that that's Anyone? a question. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> All right, we've got a few. Uh, we've got a few texts on this. Um, uh, Dean checked in and said, uh, hey, you guys do know that A.J. Green committed out of the portal to Oklahoma State. Yes, we talked about that in the segment literally before the big breaking news of Nick Saban 
uh, making his announcement uh, that will come down. Uh, a few other texts that uh, came in. Uh, Adam was making fun of us for our Arctic El Nino company that we're starting. Is like, so you basically invented Walmart Plus? I'm like, well, I, I mean, yeah, in a way. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be it's, it's going to be a little bit different. Only it's just the necessities, and we're not going to use drones to deliver them either. It's it's going to be one of the combination of the three. Well, of not us. at first. I mean, you know. Okay. All right. I did. I I retract that last statement then for sure. Four nine five says, "Does anyone know about any of the potential changes at Booker T. Washington High School for football staff?" Uh, no, I've not heard any of those at all. Uh, and a couple of uh, texts here on the Chili Bowl, which we'll get to coming up here in just a bit. But the big breaking news of the day is that Nick Saban has decided to retire at Alabama. One of the greatest to ever do it, and also, at the same time, maybe the greatest stretch in college football that we've ever seen. The greatest stretch for me, without anything else being a close second. All right, uh, let's play a little catch-up. I am Colby Daniels. That is Jeremy Poplin, Scott File on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. This is episode 106 of the show. You're on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.